Hey, Scott. Hey, Nick. Oh, what's up? Why do you look so down? I just... I can't believe Back to the Future Minute is over. Hey, it's okay, man. You got Spider-Man Minute. You got the Doctor's Companion. What more do you want? What? You want your favorite uh, scientist and little uh, little assistant? You want me to do Doc and Marty? <gasps> right? You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Oh, who the hell put this on? It's on random. For God's sake. Look, it's not that I want to keep doing Back to the Future Minute forever. I'm just trying to say that I need something a little more. I want to get out there and do interesting stuff. Podcast a little. And I'd love to be able to do it with you, but I want you to want to do it too. I agree. We should get out there, but what can we do? How about a Cornetto? A Cornetto? Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. First, we'll start with a bite of Shaun of the Dead. Then, we'll take some shots of hot fuzz, and later, we'll wrap it all up with a couple of pints at the world's end. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! The Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we take car, go to mums, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, and have a nice cold pint one minute at a time. It all blows over starting with Shaun of the Dead this October at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we throw desks around as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 2, one coins, cops, and combat minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. Nice alliteration. Thank you. And I'm Pete the Retailer. Pete, welcome back. Thanks. It's fun to be here. Yeah. Thank you for closing out the week with us uh, here with Minute 50, which is the one that begins with Peter's organic web shooters failing him and ends with... Otto, Aunt May hostage in tow, telling the cops, don't follow me. And so that's where we Now, are. the, uh, his, his, uh, his webbing failing him. Now, yeah. mm. last I have time, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so, so last time, you know, earlier when this happened, it was, um, and as we'll learn later in the movie, it's a psychological thing. Right. Where, where, you know, he had that sort of, um, that run in with, with Mary Jane where he tried to go to the play and he didn't make it in time and then couldn't go and then saw her leave with another guy and felt real bad about being Spider-Man and then lost his web shooting ability. Yes. In midair. And so it was, um, it was sort of, uh, you know, psychological, but nothing's happening that would 
make him feel that way. And like later when it happens again, it's after the planetarium party. Sure. Which is another big psychological drop for him. uh, Yeah. Multiple things. Um, His relationship with Harry and, and Mary Jane here. Nothing happens. I kind of wish there was just a moment where aunt may is just like, I can't believe Peter left me or something. Mm, you know, huh. just just okay. another little thing that would allow Peter just to be like, oh, no, I'm, I disappointed someone else. And now my web shooters aren't working. And oh, crap, a bag of coins. Um, hmm. The fact that it comes out of nowhere, uh, the, the web shooter is not working, not the co- bag of coins. Um, <laughs> Both the, do. <laughs> the fact that, that the his web shooter is not working um, isn't happening. It, it just comes out of nowhere. It's not motivated by anything. And so it well, doesn't quite feel correct to me. I quite don't the same. Yeah. I yeah. think it, maybe there's a way, like you said, maybe substituting in something or with the existing scenes that they have, like hitting an emotional beat a bit harder. Because for me, at least, it, it always kind of seemed like this scene, he feels bad that he can't help aunt may and he helped he brought her to this place and they just feel bad about their status in life because they couldn't get this loan to go through and he tried to help her and it didn't work at all and like just the general down feeling of that led to this later because we do have like both other times there's a gap between the thing he feels terrible about and his powers failing him like he he does go slinging around before they stop in midair and he with the Mary Jane scene. Right? Yes, but in both of those cases, he is feeling bad about being Spider-Man, not about just life in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. They're both Spider-Man. That's why related. that's why it doesn't feel right. Yeah. 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 He yeah, can't be it. he can't be with Mary Jane because he's Spider-Man. Harry is mad at him because he's Spider-Man, because he's Spider-Man. although Spider-Man. he doesn't he doesn't know that, but yeah. he's mad at him because he's Spider-Man. So those work as spider-man related performance issues (laughs) but in this context it doesn't quite it doesn't quite stick the landing i don't think yeah because it's not coming from the same place that the other ones do which is why if there was that extra beat of him feeling bad about leaving aunt may right behind then it would then it would work i'm on board with that Yeah, yeah yeah i think that makes sense yeah yeah it's weird um, the moment itself looks cool, though. I think I I can't tell if they had Toby or Chris. I'm not sure who it is. Chris Daniels, the the stunt double. I'm not sure if they had him on like wires on an actual wall, or if they were just doing that silly trick where you're on the floor and the camera is pointing down at you. But I do like the like hand switching where he mm-hmm. tries with one and then can't, and he switches to the other one uh, mm-hmm. and says like, "Come on!" and looks down at them. I just think it looks convincing there in terms of the sticky powers and whatnot i like it it is good yeah. and also we also learned that um the dummy from the last minute was uh, actually foreshadowing uh, <laughs> what was going to exactly happen to spider-man yeah which that time i bet it is chris uh <laughs> yeah yeah ow <laughs> like i wonder not if that's that they're a... not that they're against a, a, a spider-man dummy as we saw in the first movie. Right. <laughs> they're not above that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wonder if that's like a set that's like a pre-programmed throw from the arms yeah like to, maybe like do it the like, same way just... like, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah the exact same direction yeah Could be. yeah <laughs> um 
But I, I do – I I want to know how many times they had to drop coins to get one to roll over to Joel McHale. It, oh, God. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Because it's such an elaborate shot for such a silly joke, you know? Uh-huh. Like, there's – they drop a bunch of coins. They have to get one to roll. It has to roll right over to Joel. And then mm-hmm. even once they tilt up to him holding it, then they have to pan over real quick to get Aunt May in there, too, f- to reveal the joke. It's like – it's a three-part camera move plus this wily coin shenanigans for the sake of this joke. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I bet there's there's movie magic going on there. Definitely, there's yeah. like there's extra thick coins or something. Oh, or there's somebody yeah. who's an expert at that. They like found the guy. You know, they're like, oh, uh, you get to you know Steve. Steve's the coin expert. You know, yeah, and they're like, yeah. all right, well, we need to throw a bag of coins and have one roll over to the actor who's standing right over there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And you know what's possible? Kind of you thing. you could have had like somebody just off camera there and have somebody drop coins at the same time that you deliberately roll one. Yeah. So like one oh. person is just rolling it at Joel, and right. ev- somebody else is dropping a bunch of coins at the same time. Maybe Sam Raimi himself is rolling a coin at Joel there. <laughs> You're right. It does start in a roll. Like we, it, we don't see it drop. Mm-hmm. We just see it rolling from off, off camera or whatever. Yeah, but so the sound sells it. Yeah. So then the 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 difficult part would be to avoid the coins that are dropping. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that's that's not as difficult of a thing to work around than right getting <laughs> dropping them and you know miraculously getting one of them to roll over to joel McHale. <laughs> uh, again it's one shot you totally uh they don't even cut like i was like well maybe he just maybe it's backwards maybe he just rolled the coin and then no it's nope. one shot it's all one fluid yeah. shot it's ridiculous how much work that must have been i love it yeah ow <laughs> i just i love that they're there were they had to have like elaborate conversations about that shot. <laughs> and I love that. It's just it's yeah. my favorite part about movies. Um, oh man. Um so like my uh my criminal minds episode, there's a bit where uh the hostages come in and take everybody's phones and cell phones. Uh I mean phones and the laptops and whatnot. And like you write that line in the script, like, okay, the uh the bad guys who were taking hostages, I probably phrased that wrong. The bad guys who were taking hostages take all of the hostages from the, you know, take takes the cell phones <laughs> from the hostages. Remember, yeah. tough time describing this scenario, but I hope it's clear in your mind at this point that <laughs> I had to give up my fake cell phone. And th- the day of shooting that, it was such a hilarious thing to, like, work out because, A, if you have a group full of, like, hostages and everyone has to give you at least one phone and most of them give you a phone and a laptop the bag that you're carrying becomes absurdly heavy by the time you get around to the other side so we had to like come up with like new ways to hold the bag so that it wouldn't you wouldn't look weak as you were walking by and that you could still find the other phones and stuff because there were three or four different things that had to happen with that bag full of phones and whatnot in the unbroken take that would be immediately (laughs) ruined by like oh somebody's Somebody put their laptop in the wrong place in the bag. Now I can't find the phone. Like, it was so silly. Um, And, of course, it looks like, you know, super seamless in the actual final edit because they're good at whatever. But, like, that initial meeting took, like, maybe twice as long as any other scene we rehearsed was just figuring out how do we put these things in the bag. 
Now I'm just going to pay attention to that bag the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mean uh, pay attention on the uh, DVR recording that you made of it uh, a couple months ago, right? Like pay attention on your past. Oh, right. Yes, in the past. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Time travel. (laughs) (laughs) Production Um, is fun. So I am. uh, Okay. So so he hits Peter, um, hits Spider Man. We get that. We get that celebratory ha um, ha uh, which is great <laughs> but um when he drags spider-man over to him with the with the arms and he, he you know uh spider-man's got his like arms sort of crossed in front of him mm-hmm. and uh i'm like i'm just looking at this costume and they definitely made some neck improvements because mm-hmm. uh this looks legit it doesn't look like a one piece like the it, it does look like the neck and the mask could be separate Right, like um, they connect in a way that's impossibly neat, but it does look like it doesn't look like it's pulling up on the chest the way it used to. Yeah, not in the first movie. In the first yeah. movie, it just it looked like uh, th- it, there was something invisible pulling up his costume everywhere, um, <laughs> and because uh, it was just it was like just un- just on the side of unnaturally tight. Um, yeah, yeah, and almost like it didn't quite fit him right. And, uh, and here it just, it looks really good. It looks really natural. Mm. And, uh, I, I, man, this costume is, it's a good looking costume. We've talked about our issues with the, um, the CGI, uh, costume in this movie, not Mm -hmm. being the way that it moves or anything. Uh, it, it, that's all good this time. It doesn't look like a water balloon, like in the first one, but, uh, it does have like a weird bluish glow to the webbing that we don't Mm -hmm. love, but the practical costume looks phenomenal in this it's one. really yeah. gorgeous yeah. yeah and you can tell too in the close-up um where he says you're getting on my nerves and he says i have a knack for that that they have uh flexible another quip. jaw yeah another quip another quip <laughs> yeah. hey look at that um that they have a flexible jaw on it this time um which the way that you do that because the, the the way these masks are built on literally every spider-man movie is there's an interior a a thin shell inside the mask to hold the shape of the face so it looks comic booky um in the first film it was rigid so when he said things like don't do it goblin it was just frozen still and it looked really weird Mm -hmm. but here at least they um they separated it and there's a a a band of spandex inside the vacuform shell that allows the bottom of the jaw to move so when he says i have a knack for that you can see his jaw move. I mean, it's not a lot uh, still. It's mm-hmm. not like he's jawing away like a Muppet there. But it, for me, sells the reality of the suit more that like the neck looks uh, a, a little bit better and the mask itself looks a little bit better. And when he speaks, you can see his like little his little jaw working away in there. I have an yeah. act for that. Oh, Peter. You goober. <laughs> you goopy goober. Um, plus, I do love that stunt where when they pull him up uh, from the ground that they, again... The arms can't physically do that, not the uh, the puppeteer ones, so the CGI arms are pulling him up, but they still had Chris Daniels lay there in the Spidey suit and pulled him up on wire so that he goes from literally being on the ground to whoosh, across the way in one s- smooth move. And it's a real guy instead of the CGI guy, and I love how often they do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that looks really good. Mm. Um, it's uh, this... This heads. I, I will say while we're while we're talking about things that work, <laughs> um, should probably point out something that doesn't quite work. Uh, 
the 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 puppet arms squeezing Spider-Man's head um it doesn't yeah. they don't quite sell it. Um <laughs> they they try by like shaking the puppet arms to be like, look, they're like trying tension. real hard, but yeah. it doesn't applying uh, pressure. Yeah. yeah. They're they're beautiful puppets though. I'm like looking at the detail on these things and it's oh, uh, yeah. It's it's really nice. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't at any point believe that he's in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pop his head. Has that ever been a thing either? Like Doc Ock trying to crush Spider-Man's head? I don't, I don't recall that ever being like, well, I mean, the hands aren't normally large enough. Like traditional Ock has the small grabbers, like, uh, at the end and they can't usually fit a whole human head in them. So. These yeah. are these are uh, screaming eel sized arms, <laughs> shrieking eels, uh, shrieking eels. Right? <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm a bad almost... princess bride. <laughs> it's all right. I'm sure Jonathan Carlyle will forgive you. Um, it's like uh, I feel like he's much more likely to boa constrictor him in the comics, like to wrap the arms all the way around him and right him that way. Yeah, you know, than... you know, too. I I almost wonder if this head crushing thing isn't even what they initially wanted to do. Like maybe they wanted Mm. to do the boa constrictor thing. And then when they thought about how to practically do that, they were like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) how we do that. Practically. We can't do it with the puppets. Do you want to do it in CGI? And, and I imagine, you know, Sam Raimi being like, I, I mean, do you remember the the water balloon Spidey thing? <laughs> with the, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want a recreation of that. I don't want to no. CG Spider Man in a in wrapping, getting wrapped with CG arms. It's just not going to work. Um, yeah. And so then they maybe give me they something practical. This. Yeah, and then maybe mm. they went with this as a as a solution. Well, um, maybe. Yeah, I would buy that. I that would make odd. more sense because yeah, iconically, you want the bow constrictor thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. The fact that that never happens in this movie is actually now. Now that I've now that you've mentioned it, now I'm just like, oh wow, that really did not happen in this movie, yeah. did it? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh... It might it might be because like we've talked about, I think last week or maybe it was the week before that, um, that they tried to set realistic limits on the length of the arms, and that they can extend, but they can extend from like four and a half feet to fourteen feet but not to like 38 feet or whatever. Right. Whereas in the comics, like ox arms can just be a hundred feet long if he needs them to be. Um, right. Maybe it's not as feasible, like, like in the physical geometry wise to wrap a limb around somebody and not mm. end up with it looking short. That's possible too. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but as we see in a minute or so, no, at the yeah. end of this minute rather. Yeah. Like the little like sub, the little like tongue that comes out can wrap around a person right, right. yeah for aunt may yeah yeah, yeah. right the, weird the, uh, that i called it a tongue it's no like, it seems uh, I mean, tongue-ish yeah to my psyche you're like a secondary alien head yeah um you know <laughs> xenomorph style yeah the xenomorph <laughs> thing yeah whatever that whatever you call that thing i'm sure there's like a technical word for it that yeah um Sure. No, that's John a, Engel knows. Yeah, that's a good point, though, in terms of, like, if this were a comic panel about this happening, when his arm goes into the crowd, it would just loop around May and pull her away. Like, right. the, the physical large arm would do that. Right. But instead, we have our little thing. 
do yeah, the little tongue thing. Yeah. Um, I will say again, as far as uh, pacing out action, I really uh-huh. like how they get Spider-Man out of this head-crushing Ooh, yeah. situation with the with the two the desks, desks, and he dodges one but gets hit by the other. Like that's, <sighs> I I just really like how that's all blocked out. That's really good. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. really good uh, action filmmaking. It's really and. Cause you, cause you understand all of it, you know? Right. Like I, yeah. there's, there's nothing I hate more than watching an action sequence where like a bunch of things are happening that all seem sort of unmotivated. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's uh, just one web to the left, one web to the right. Oh yeah. He's uncrossing his arms. I get it. Plus it's like, it's a really big feat of strength for Spidey. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much is like just, you know, gaining enough momentum in that one move to make one of those desks hit hard enough that he goes smashing through the uh, window and everything. It just, I don't know. There's, there's some sort of like weird childhood, like the might of Hercules thing happening. Yeah. here. It gets me very excited. Like, <laughs> Whoa, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then I also love that Doc Ock gets him back because then he throws two things at him and he, yeah. he, he, he dodges one and gets hit by the other. It's good. Yeah. It's like a game of horse or something. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> dodge horse um (laughs) anything you can do i can do better yeah Yeah. no that's really good i like that i uh i also i I, does does i mean it seems it seems insane that he wouldn't put this together but does he know that this is Otto? yes yes well i'm searching for the opposite argument here in terms of how could he not? Uh, right, I know. Yeah, but yeah. but it doesn't okay. it doesn't seem like he's because he's not being like you know Doctor Octavius, what are you doing or anything like that. He's just yeah. fighting the guy robbing the bank. Well, maybe it's because the only interaction he had with Otto in in his suit before was, "What are you doing? I'm shutting this down." So. Maybe he's worried if he, you know, talks to him by name or whatever, that he might be giving away the Peter of it all. You know, like, uh, uh, I don't know. That's uh, I mean, he was at Spider-Man was at the experiment, you know? Well, yeah, but like, you know, maybe Spider-Man heard the explosion and all the nonsense happening. And just barged in and tried <laughs> to stop it, you know? Well, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I still I don't know. Um that's like a made up. That's like a. That, that, you're, what you're suggesting is that Peter created a scenario in his head of how Spider Man yeah, yeah. got there. No, I'm creating the scenario. That's, yeah. the, that's, that's my head canon. But maybe Peter would share it. And the idea of being like, well, if, he, if you have a secret identity and you're trying to plan for contingencies, would you not want to make sure that your secret identity person doesn't know more than he should? Like, sure, but does. Let me. Okay, but okay. if <laughs> Pete, because he me. he Pete, Peter really cared about this guy. Uh-huh. So if he saw him trying to rob a bank, you don't think that he would try to, I don't know, connect with him, like human being to human being to try and snap him out of it or stop yeah. him from doing this or something. Yeah, um, but you he, know, yeah, he. I mean, he can't give up his. Yeah. yeah, he Identity. has to protect himself. Like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. He's not big enough for that yet, Scott. We got another oh. hour of the movie. Like, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I really, 
Love this. Um, him grabbing. There are so many people between him and Aunt May. <laughs> but he goes right for Aunt May. Well, he has to push them aside to get to her. <laughs> down the road, they're going to get married. And so he's... Uh... <laughs> True. There was just something about her that, yeah. like, the minute I laid eyes on her, well, I had to I'll, grab I'll, her. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, what it was. Um, mm. It's, uh, <laughs> it's that if you look, this is like a really good example of, um, of uh, I don't know what to. I don't know if this is costuming or who decides this, but the uh, uh-huh. the extras work that's happening. If you look at all the extras, they're all in dark clothes, mm. so mm. that Aunt yeah. May and her beige jacket stands yeah. out like she's like a light bulb yep 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 it's uh, nice. it's really, really good it's really good, good um whatever that is art direction or i'm not sure yeah who controls I mean, that basically wardrobe would be in charge of that on the day because all of these extras here brought their own clothes to set and and either kept them if they were good or they were redressed by wardrobe mm-hmm. and so like the final say there is um Wardrobe Probably the costume designer. Yeah. yeah, wardrobe department. Like whoever's the head. Because sometimes it might just be like two costumers that are there. But usually they have to at least take pictures of everybody and send them to um, the costume designer for approval. <laughs> so like somebody signed off on this many people in this color, this many people in this other color, mm-hmm. you know, arrange them X, X amount of ways. Yeah. Um, it definitely yeah. makes uh, Aunt May pop. Out yeah. Of the crowd oh, yeah. In, in a really, really cool way. Uh, visually, it reminds me of, um, when you, uh, and, and some, some, uh, comic artists still do this, but definitely back in the day where you would have your heroes on, in a, in a comic panel and then you'd have like extras and you would, the, the colorist would just sort of paint all the extras sort of one color. Oh yeah. Just to sort of yeah. like, like, oh, there's the background. Right. Um, I'm and, thinking and, like a dark red or like a, like a blue, yeah. like a cyan almost mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, that's yeah. what this sort of reminds me of. It's just like, well, the important thing is Aunt May, so let's only color her, and then everyone else can just be uh, right. a mass yeah. of uh, you know darkish colors. Um, there's it's, also it's literal. It's the same principle of color theory, just like gotten to in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That like the the thought process to get all of your extras dressed in that way for the purpose of the color in the frame is so convoluted compared to like. Oh, I'm just going to paint them this color, but the end result's the same. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. there's huh. even huh. Um, they even do this thing where the two people between, uh, or the two people on either side, or three people on either side of of uh, Aunt May, are mm-hmm. uh, a blonde guy, a blonde woman, and then a woman with dark hair. And but <laughs> yeah. they 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 want well, they want Aunt May to stick out. So mm-hmm. they actually, the blonde guy's wearing a dark purple hat and the blonde lady is wearing a dark gray hat. Yeah. To mm. just to like really, <laughs> really bust Aunt May out of that crevice between them. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a really, uh, it's a really savvy trick. And I do have to point out this extra in the, um, on the left side of the frame, this, uh, uh-huh. this woman who's wearing like a rust colored sweater thing she is looking uh-huh. directly at the camera 
Um, yep. Yep. Right down the barrel. <laughs> right, oh no. Right down. Oh, that's what a camera looks like. Yep. Sure is. Yep. Um, you're an extra. It's, it's, you should know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like she caught herself doing it and that's why she whips her head away so quickly. Uh-huh. Like, oh no. <laughs> and less about the fear of the tentacle coming. Like, oh God, I'm doing it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I like that. That tongue is a weird, uh, weird addition. It's like you're skipping a step. Like, well, we want to get to the thing where you can wrap them around, but it won't work with a 13-foot thing. So we'll just add another tentacle. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. A That's smaller fine. inner tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, I have one other silly note here, which is that uh, when they when Ock throws the doors at Spidey, you know, doing the uh, his, his uh, part of the game, a horse. The <laughs> <laughs> They have a physical cab there, but the cab doesn't have a door on it and doesn't have a uh, trunk on it, so he can throw them the CGI versions. But what I love about it is that they have a real cab driver in there, and he's just, like, staring and looking around like, (laughs) (laughs) He's not a CGI cab driver or anything. It's just they literally had a dude in a taxi cab with no door go, What? (laughs) That's pretty great. (laughs) At the moment. I just love seeing him. I wonder what his cue was. Like, was there anything there that, like, like a little like tarp or something that they pulled yeah, off? Yeah, I don't know. Were yeah. they, they just kind of like, okay, now your door is gone? He had to like imagine that. Yeah, door gone. He also yeah. he also runs to escape out the back door, the other the passenger side door. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Look at that. That's pretty good too. Oh. Um. So so uh, so Pete, you know, you were uh, you know you talked a little bit about um, being in. Uh, the comic book uh, retailing uh, situation. Who was your Who was your guy growing up? Your Your uh, superhero was it Superman? Was it Spider Man? Was it somebody else? Um, fits of Spider Man. Uh, I, I think pretty quickly getting into comics, I was like it was kind of peak X Mania, mm. um, and so I was told, you know, like, oh, Wolverine is the best, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Wolverine is the best. Um, <laughs> But then I, sure, you know, yeah. I, I you know, branched off, and I, I certainly had moments with, you know, got into Spider Man for a bit, got into very, I started to get, you know, deeper into the mutant books uh, mm. for a bit, and uh, eventually, uh, my, what I would now my favorite comic book character on record is uh, Man Thing. Oh, oh wow, wow, wow you went deep. Swamp yeah. monster that uh, doesn't Whoa. doesn't think he just reacts, feels emotions, and reacts to emotions, and he's also the guardian of the nexus of all realities. And... Right, Dang. that's uh, Gerber, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a huge Steve Gerber fan. So, and retroactively, like I, I started to, I was like, wait a minute, this same guy wrote this thing and this thing, and these other weird characters that are in the Marvel Universe handbook, like. Uh, and then kind of turned on. I was like, wait a minute. He also wrote those episodes of G.I. Joe that blew my mind. <laughs> and ended up just kind of becoming a huge Steve Gerber fan by like just turning around and looking at stuff that I had liked. That's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Man Thing is my uh, my go to. And, you know, Man Thing and Spider Man have, have crossed paths several times. Don't, don't try to watch the Man Thing movie that they made. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not good. <laughs> What if we did like a one-off though, like a weekend bugle about man? man no. movie. It's like I don't know. It, it's they they totally missed the point. Mm. Oh, they man. I mean yeah. they usually do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
it's kind of like I, I often liken it. It's like they if they made a Twilight Zone movie that was about Rod Serling going around and killing people because he was the monster. Oh no! Oh no! It's like a weird. It doesn't. Anyway, that was before. Yeah. Now it was after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was... And this was the bridge, Spider-Man Two. The yeah. <laughs> To the now times, where... but there was a brief. This is crossing, uh, crossing streams. It's not mm-hmm. not a, not in the Spider-Man movie purview, but in <laughs> I think it was in Iron Man three. Uh-huh. Man Thing's wife was in that. No the, way. His uh, his wife. The whole origin of Man Thing was you know he's the super soldier trying to recreate the super soldier serum, and mm-hmm. his his wife turns out is a is a aim agent or something like that and sells him out and and so he drives oh, off into wow. the swamp and injects himself with it at the same time he drives into the swamp but the swamp is a magical swamp and awesome oh, wait <laughs> so, so the so. the Rebecca character like the the main um, girl in that that's uh, oh, is that her name I can't remember no I think there's the there's an agent there that's I think she's not in it the whole way maybe she's just in mm. it for a little while but there's like an AIM agent that has like a burnt face oh, oh yes, yes yes and yes. they don't really talk about why she's got a burnt face but her name is is uh, Salas I forgot her first name but I, wow. so it's it's what obviously man wow. thing's wife and she's burnt because whatever knows fear burns at the man thing's touch wow Ooh, that's oh. That's really cool. That's yeah. that is a wow. That's a deep cut. <laughs> and I'm of course the only one in the theater going like ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that one was just for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like my importance of being earnest moment earlier in the season. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's uh, interesting. I haven't read a lot of uh, I haven't read a lot of man thing because I've always been more of a swamp thing guy, but. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, sounds I awesome. Would, yeah, I would look. I think I might look into the the Steve Gerber stuff and check that out. Um, yeah, it's luckily it's all collected now. Yeah. So well, and I have it. I have Marvel Unlimited, so I can yeah. just like pop it up on there. And, it's uh, frustratingly, as much as I love Marvel Unlimited, sometimes you have to like <laughs> search by title instead of. Oh like, God! Yeah, like, it'll be stuff that's written by him that you won't actual fun. You know, <laughs> it's won't a, it's a little bit better in the app that's like on the on the phone. Like the website is horrible yeah um, but the uh it's a little bit better in the app because it's a little more focused on the actual marvel unlimited stuff uh mm. but uh yeah anyway this week's episode not brought to you by marvel unlimited <laughs> no no that would be that would be nice uh marvel call us um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, we'll talk up what's good about the platform uh, yeah. <laughs> not the website don't go to the website yeah um, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week, Pete. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun revisiting. I, I don't think I've seen this since the theater, maybe. So it's good to. Yeah. I forgot how well made it is. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it, is. it was a pleasure having you. Yeah. Thanks again for starting this whole uh, <laughs> big journey of you know, oh, yeah, like all I said, these thank, projects and whatnot. Thanks for yeah. running with it. It's uh, it's always fun to see these pop up and and you know this i it's not not like you guys are new but <laughs> no well um, season two <laughs> yeah yeah season two yeah uh yeah. all right well uh we will be back on a monday in the meantime you can go check out our patreon page duelinggenre.com slash support you can uh, become a patron at the five dollar level or higher uh, it's, it's $5 a month. You get, uh, you know, the, the weekend bugle, which is, uh, 
the bonus podcast that Zach and I do uh, about geek culture and all things Spider-Man. So you can go check that out. Um, and in addition to that, you're getting access to everything else that we put out on our Patreon. That's movie reviews and, you know, dueling genre specials and, uh, all of the weekend editions from all the other shows that do them. And it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Plus all of the backlog. I think we have like over a hundred Patreon podcasts on the site right now that you give $5 and you would get all of it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's well worth it's it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's well worth it. So go, yeah. go, uh, go check that out at duelinggenre.com slash support. And, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.